0: Come into the lounge Back for another NFL rookie prospect breakdown I've already had a couple glasses of whiskey But I'm gonna have some more Right now let's pop this Knob Creek Nine year Yes sir uh, Anyone that's ever had some Knob Creek This is a good bugger A good bugger I love Knob Creek with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I don't know why, it's just a great combination. If you like your whiskey with sweets, it's like a sweet on sweet action. I like that sweet on sweet action. Let's give this bad boy a little, little sniffer, sniffer-do. So on the nose I get peanuts, right? Clearly peanuts. little chocolate. Little oak, just a light hint of caramel. Mm. Once it coats the mouth, it's so good. It's a velvety, oily, you get caramel, then you get spicy pepper, more nuts, little oak. The finish is about a medium spice, medium burn, Good stuff, good stuff, so I'm going to be drinking this during the podcast, but as I mentioned last time, I got 15 minutes, let me start the timer, and I can give you a straight 15 minutes of fire about your boy Devonta Smith, if you've already made it up in your mind, you're doubting Devonta Smith, you're not wavering from that position, go ahead and turn the podcast off. Just go ahead, change podcasts, find somebody else, find somebody else that follows your core beliefs because you're not willing to change. I don't wanna try to convince you that Devonta Smith could be a superstar staring us in the face and we're too damn cute to realize what we have in front of us. Let's get into the breakdown. Devonta Smith, born November 14th, 1998. He's six foot one. Alabama has him at 175 pounds. He refused to get measured, weighed at the senior bowl. That's the knock on Devonta Smith. He's too small. He's too light. He can't make it. Let's look past that for a minute. Let's look at what he's done on the football field. He was a four-star recruit, ninth wide receiver in his class out of mighty Louisiana, something like that. I don't know how to pronounce that. He played defensive back. He played quarterback. He played wide receiver in high school, did it all. A very tough high school player. And I believe as a freshman, he was like 120 pounds, worked his way up. I think he graduated around 160 pounds, something like that. Who knows? He could be much lighter than 175 and really surprise a lot of people if he comes in and measures out of like 150 pounds. Uh, that would be very shocking. But let's talk about that later. As a freshman, he was 18.8 years of age. When he came to Alabama, he actually started as a defensive back, transitioned to wide receiver. He played in eight games. He had eight receptions, 160 yards. I looked at the other receivers uh, that year. Jerry Judy was also a freshman. I think he had 14 catches, like 260 yards. Henry Ruggs had 12 catches, 220 yards or such. Devonta Smith, 8 receptions, 160 yards. Irv Smith, I think, had 14 receptions. Robert Foster had 14 receptions. I mean, the ball was spread out very well that 2017 season. Calvin Ridley was the big dog that year. 63 catches, 960 yards, something in that area. So, As a team, in those eight games, Alabama had 112 completions for 1,614 yards. That gave Devonta Smith a 7% market share of the team's receptions and a 10% market share of the team's yards. Definitely not what we're looking for, but it is what it is. He came back in 2018 as a sophomore, age 19.8 played in 13 games, had 42 receptions, 693 yards. The team as a whole had 383 completions, 4,038 yards. His market share of receptions was 11% that year, and his yards was 17% of the team's passing yards that year. Again, not what we're looking for. Not what we're looking for. Jerry Judy went off that year, won the Fred Blitnikoff Award, really dominated that year. Comes back his junior year, 20.8 years of age, plays in 13 games, 68 receptions, 1,256 yards. Pretty nice season, right? We're not, we don't go by touchdowns. Touchdowns aren't sticky, right? I think he had 14 touchdowns this season. The year before, I think he had six. So you don't know from year to year how many touchdowns a player is gonna have. So I don't add that into my evaluation. But that year he had 17% of his team's receptions and he had 28% of his team's yards. So we're looking to try to develop that breakout age. If we have a season where one is over 20 and one is under 20, what I do is I add them together, divide it by two, and I get my total market share of the offense receiving and yards. And he comes to a 22.5% of the the team's offense. So that generates his breakout age for me at 20.8 years of age. Calvin Ridley at Alabama broke out at 20.7 years of age. Calvin Ridley also started school late. Michael Thomas had a breakout age of 21.5. So let's not knock Devonta Smith for a breakout age of 20.8. And if you look at Michael Thomas and you look at Calvin Ridley, they didn't compete with three other number one draft pick wide receivers. You're talking about Jerry Judy. You're talking about Henry Ruggs. You're talking about Jalen Waddle. All number one picks. Devonta Smith was competing with these three receivers most of his career as a freshman, he came in with Judy and Ruggs. As a sophomore, Jalen Waddle came in as a freshman. So we can't knock him for having a 20.8 breakout age. It hits my model. He's in my model for, for a top 24 potential off of his breakout age, so we can't knock him for that. As a senior, this is where Devonta Smith made his money. He played in 13 games, had 117 receptions, 1856 yards smashed all kinds of records the team in those 13 games had 324 completions 4,656 yards that gave Devonta Smith a 36 percent of the team's receptions and a 40 percent of the team's yards absolutely incredible now this is what Devonta Smith would look like if he was on a team with no competition if Jalen Waddle would have remained healthy no, he would not have had the same type of performance. I believe in the last podcast I talked about Jalen Waddle had a higher percentage of receptions in the games that they played together. But Devonta Smith had a higher percentage of the team's yards. Once Jalen Waddle went down, Devonta Smith became the offense, just thrived, ended up winning the Heisman Trophy, the Fred Blitnikoff Award, smash records, did everything that he needed to do to prove himself as a top wide receiver in the class. Did all that at 21.8 years of age. We wanna talk about his weight. We wanna talk about the things that bring him down. But let's let's talk about the fact that he was the best player in his sport in 2020 i don't care if he was 150 pounds i don't care if he was 175 pounds he was the best player in his sport in 2020 you got to take that into consideration it's not like he's 150 pounds and he's the fifth or sixth wide receiver in this class he was the best wide receiver in the nation at alabama all right so let's talk about that college dominator rating I look for normally 26% and typically you see that on teams where the receiver is the only player on the team obviously the Alabama is a unique situation but that 26% market share it indicates that the wide receiver has potential to be a team's number one wide receiver or a high caliber contributor 20 to 25% indicates a mid-level talent with situational upside and less than 20% is a red flag for me so Looking at Devonta Smith as a career, including his freshman season where he had eight receptions, started out as a defensive back, changed over to a wide receiver, had eight receptions. That really brings down his reception total. He ended up with 18%, and his yards was 24% for his career. So again, I add those two together, divide by two, and he got a 21% career market share of Alabama's offense while he was there, and that's the exact same as Jalen Waddell. Through his career, right. So we talked about Jalen Waddle last time. So they had the exact same career market share if you if you just add up the games that they played while at Alabama. Now, looking at the model, the model doesn't know right now how much he weighs. The model doesn't know that he won the Heisman, and it will never will know that. It will know his pro day measurables, and that will affect his ranking in my model. But right now, we're just looking at production. Now, we talk about the breakout age, right? That is defined as uh, their age at the beginning of the college football season when they first posted you know, that dominated rating or that market share of 20% or higher. And his breakout age, like we said, was 20.8. That was his junior season. If you compare him to Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy broke out at 19.4. Jerry Judy also went to Alabama at a younger age, broke out that sophomore season in 2018 19.4 and i've talked about this before but i've noticed when team pass for more yards the market share percentage for receivers tends to decrease you know as the ball is spread out to more players and the less passing yards that a team has it tends to increase yards to certain players and i think that's because they spread the ball out a little more now in this case of alabama in 2020 you know, Alabama had Devonta Smith. They had Mechie. Jalen Waddle was injured. So a lot of the offense funneled to Devonta Smith, and it really showed in his market share of that offense that year. So I don't want to compare, like, market share in a vacuum because there's a lot of things that can lead to lower, or higher results. And as evaluators, it's our responsibility to zoom in, zoom out, identify outliers. We can't just go by a black-and-white form and make our determinations. We have to be flexible, you know. we have to be dynamic, we have to be able to look at scenarios and look at situations and decide is this the norm or is this outside the norm uh, and that can help us evaluate prospects. And the Alabama wide receiver crew is a unique situation, right? It's the only time that I can remember four wide receivers that overlapped each other and all four were first round draft picks. If you look at them, none of them had outstanding data metrics that you might see you know, from a wide receiver that has little competition for targets. You know, These guys were battling out each other, who was the best, right? And the question is, who was the best? And that's pretty much anyone's guess, but what I suggest to you is form your opinion and trust your process. And I can't knock anyone for their process on who they think was the best Alabama wide receiver but I don't quite yet have the complete picture of Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddles' profile, you know, due to waiting on their pro day numbers. But knowing that, knowing the way my model works, I think that it's going to shake out like this, right? We already have Judy's profile. We already have Henry Rugg's profile. So if I were to predict what I think's gonna happen, I think Judy's gonna rank out as the number one wide receiver in my model from those four. I believe Devonta Smith is gonna be number two. And the only reason he's probably gonna be number two is because the BMI is gonna knock him down a little bit. Waddle is gonna be third, and I think Ruggs is gonna be fourth in my model. So that's the data side, all right? Let's talk about the film side, all right? When you watch Devonta Smith's film, to me, I mean, he is electric. He pops off the tape. And you wanna talk about his best trace as a wide receiver. His hands, he has amazing hands. I think at the Senior Bowl he measured 10-inch hands. So that shows on tape why his hands are so good because they're huge. Henry Ruggs also has 10-inch hands. Devonta Spitz's route running is incredible. He's very smooth. His releases are, are excellent. He's fluid in and out of his breaks. He has a way of moving his body to manipulate defensive backs, his head, his shoulders, his hips. And I think he's probably learned this skill playing defensive back. Again, he knew he played defensive back in high school. He defensive back at Alabama. I think he knows the movements he needs to do to trigger defensive back's reaction. When he's in his route and the ball's in the air, he's really good at tracking the football and going to get it, whether that's high-pointing the football with his long wingspan, whether that's running through the ball, coming back for the ball and running through it to make the reception. And really, we, we knock him for his size, but – for being that light, he's pretty damn competitive. I mean, he's got the toughness. When you watch him on tape blocking, he's very physical. You know, so he does not shy away from contact at all. I think that you see a lot of him on tape. He he can play the outside as well as the slot position. He's very versatile in what positions that he can play. And, and then you want to talk about his weaknesses. He has very few weaknesses. I think really his only weakness is going to be his frame. And, and that's, you know, the fact that he could be 175 or lower. And you would want someone like that to be able to bulk up. There's a good possibility that his frame does not allow him to bulk up just the way he's built. You know, that is a concern. That is a concern if you think that the, a light wide receiver cannot make it in the NFL. And then some people say that he has or doesn't have elite speed, like he lacks that speed. But when I'm watching him on tape, To me, he looks like he's a 4.4, 40-yard dash player. You know, he ran track in high school. He ran the 100-meter at a 10.67. If you want to translate that to a 40, I believe that's a 4.47, 40-yard dash. I know the 100-meter's different because you build up speed, but I believe someone said on Twitter that at Alabama's freshman pro day or something, he was uh, confirmed at a 4.49. If that's true, if that's true... If he entered Alabama at a 4.49, played four years, worked with their speed coaches, understand the nuances of of running a 40 yard dash, built up his strength. So if he's a 4.49 and he can drop down to 4.39, a 4.4040, that's what I see on tape. So if he's over a 4.5 at his pro day, I'll be i will be actually shocked i will be shocked i think the way he is he's going to need that speed at the nfl level he's going to need to be able to get away from defensive backs with his slight frame so hopefully he runs a 4.45 a 4.40 i think that he can run that when you look at him there's not very many comparisons in today's nfl I mean, you talk about some light wide receivers, you see Deshaun Jackson is light, Tyler Lockett is light, T.Y. Hilton is light. You look at some former wide receivers, you know, there's a lot of talk about Marvin Harrison. He was light. I think he came into the NFL at 23 years of age, NFL Hall of Famer. I think he was six foot 180, something like that. Isaac Bruce was a light wide receiver, around the 180 pound mark. Hollywood Brown is a light receiver. So there are light receivers that are successful. Uh, in today's NFL things are changing we can't always just go by the past we can't go by how things were in the past things change NFL offensive coordinators scheme for these players and I don't want to totally dismiss him because of his weight it's a knock but again you're gonna to have to trust your process and decide if you want to take the chance on Devonta Smith Now, let's talk about the personal side. I love to get into the personal side of these players. It really helps me decide, you know, where their head's at. I think one thing as evaluators that it's hard for us to evaluate is a player's head, a player's heart. Are they dedicated? And a few things that I noticed about Devonta Smith, and I'll tell you. One, Devonta Smith was the first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy in 30 years. 30 years. The last one was Desmond Howard. And we can talk about why Desmond Howard busted the NFL. And it has a lot more to do than his skill because he had great skill. It was application of that skill at the next level that really doomed Desmond Howard. So it took 30 years before a wide receiver won the Heisman Trophy. Calvin Johnson didn't win it. Randy Moss didn't win it. DeAndre Hopkins didn't win it. Devontae Adams didn't win it. Pretty much whoever your favorite wide receiver is, he didn't win the fucking Heisman. He could have had the best BMI in the NFL. He didn't win the Heisman. Devonta Smith won the Heisman and the Blitnikov in the same season. That's an accomplishment, okay? And if you want to dismiss that, you can dismiss that. I'm not going to dismiss that because as hard as it is, no one's done it in 30 years. Your boy Devonta Smith did it at 150 pounds, 170 pounds, whatever he's weighing, he did it. Okay, well, he, was, he stayed around for four years. He didn't come out early. Devonta Smith could have come out as a junior, Probably been a late first, second round draft pick in the NFL draft. Instead, he decided to go back for one reason, actually for two reasons. And he said when he had his press conference as a high school senior, he said he was going to Alabama for four years. As a junior, he said he was going back to Alabama because he wanted to get his college degree. He said he was going back to school to get his college degree. He also wanted to win another national championship. He won it as a freshman. And if you remember, when Tua Tagovailoa came in, threw that bomb pass for the game-winning touchdown, when he replaced Jalen Hurts through the game-winning touchdown, you know who he threw that to? He threw it to Devonta Smith. As a freshman, Devonta Smith caught the game-winning national championship touchdown. So coming back as a senior, he knew he was going to be the face of the team. He wanted to get that degree. He wanted to win that national title, so he came back. So we're not going to knock him for that. He could have came out. He could have been a a second-round draft pick. Another thing I found out, when he played high school, he played quarterback. He played defensive back. He played receiver. He's very versatile. This season, when Jalen Waddle got hurt, and Jalen Waddle was their special teams player, when he got hurt, Devonta Smith started doing punt returns. And what did he do? He returned an 84 yard punt against Arkansas for a touchdown. He is that dude. He is that dude. Nick Saban, his coach, said that Devonta Smith is the most selfless guy that he's ever coached. All the players that Nick Saban's coached, he said Devonta Smith is the most selfless player he's ever coached. Devonta Smith loves football. Devonta Smith loves his teammates. That's more than I can say of some of the prospects in this class. And if you're going to bet on a player hitting at the NFL level, he better damn love the game of football, and he better love his teammates. It's the only way you're going to get better at the NFL is to love the game and always want to get better. There's a story about Devonta Smith. When he was in high school at 120 pounds, in between class, he used to do 100 push-ups between each class, trying to bulk up. Then when he got to college every day, He caught 100 passes on the jug machine after practice. The guy wants to get better. He improved every single season, culminating in the Heisman Trophy winner as a 21-year-old senior. And if you listen to this podcast and you were doubting Devonta Smith because of his weight, I want to tell you what Devonta Smith said when he won that Heisman Trophy and he gave that Heisman speech. To all the young kids out there, that's not the biggest, not the strongest. Just keep pushing because I'm not the biggest. I've been doubted a lot just because of my size. And really, it just comes down to, you put your mind to it, you can do it.